Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is uh, May 23rd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me right now is Walt Silva. Uh, Derek, I think maybe I Derek just just, he just made it. And I don't know where Mark is, but um, I'm sure he'll be here sooner or later, I hope. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> This was a rocky beginning for me and Walt because he was the only one here and he was had terrible sound. Are oh, you still I was, I was, yeah, I was in the uh, Mystical Wars bus trying to get here and I got to realize I'm now driving a, what is it, 28 foot school bus. Uh, <laughs> that's not real fast, let me tell you. Uh, so, yeah, then traffic, but anyway. Well, you made it. <clears throat> you were just, yeah. you know, about. 20 30 seconds too you know late but we're gonna forgive you for that <laughs> good good i'm just so grateful we both here here uh so everybody out there i'm going to say here's derek i say hi to the audience derek yeah hi everybody i'm happy to be here um i'm glad walt's with us again too um and then yeah like i said hopefully mark will join us did you um, I was going to say, we, we can talk about stuff a little bit later on in the show that happened around here. Um, oh, let me get my notes here. I'm now fumbling with my notes, what I was going to ask you, and I will have to actually come back around to that. What I was going to mention was that stuff we were talking about in the last show, Nancy, as far as um, the synchronicities and whatnot. I don't know if you went much into that in other shows. Uh, well, on, are you talking about the green needle thing? I guess it, yeah, yeah, because I remember in Chrononaut Chronicle, I gotta watch that, Chrononaut Chronicles podcast, and I'm on as well. Yeah, we it kind of, yes, it morphed into a synchronicity thing, uh, of course, because I mentioned them, uh, to them about you, you know, seeing that. I think it was a BBC documentary you mentioned, but yeah, the whole vision and mind stuff. It was Nova, it was Nova. Okay. Yeah, it was Nova. Um, yeah, uh. Well, we might as well just start with it, okay? Mark's not here. I, I kind of wanted him here to be able, because he wasn't here for the oh. last show. Um, but look, we can do it, because I told him about it, and, you know, he's, he, he might already be aware of it. Um, okay, so last week, we, oh, wait a minute. Walt, say hi to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Have a oh, super day. Your voice, your voice sounds so good. When he got on, he was like in some chamber, some far off chamber of I don't know where. It, it, it was, was the microphone. It was the microphone from the headset, not the Yeti. That's why it. Uh, that's why the the sound changed. But Skype did that to you. Uh, what happened is I yesterday I 
I unplugged everything from the machine and I took it, took it into the garage where I have an industrial type of compressor so I could blow all the uh, all the dust and all the crap from inside of the machine. And uh, I plugged everything back in, not 100% sure which one, which what, and that's what happened. So the, the choice of the device got switched from the Yeti to the headset microphone. That was, that was it. So, you know what I do when I that. when I have to when I have to change and when I have to unplug the machine because when a flood happens I have to unplug it and take it with me. Um, I take a photograph of the connections. So that, <laughs> that's so smart. That I, smart. That, yeah, I mean because I would do the same thing when you pull them out. You think you're going to know where they go, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, which one goes where? And so finally I realized, hey dummy, just take a picture of it and then just look at the picture. Oh, okay, thank you very much. And since I since I've done that, I haven't had to use it, you know. But uh, yeah, so okay, so we're here, we're doing good. Um, Okay, so last week we had a a discussion about the green needle and the um, what was it? What was the other one? Brainstorm. And it was because a friend of mine on Sunday had said to me, "Oh, I've been meaning to show you this, you know." And we went through it, and it was like. I couldn't understand why it was. I mean, I could. You, you can kind of understand it, but it was kind of like odd because it was this white noise that if you were looking at the green needle, you heard green needle. If you looked at brainstorm, you'd hear brainstorm, even though it was this white noise thing. So we talked about it, and um, then on Wednesday. Now remember, this was Sunday. Tuesday we had the discussion, and then Wednesday, Wednesday night, I'm just like looking to see if there's anything on television and I see Nova. Well, most of the time I don't really look at Nova. It's not something that I, Oh no, yeah, no. But this time I was like, ting, 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 ting. And I'm going like, well, okay, let me see what this is about. And I look at it and I go, Oh, all right, whatever. I have nothing else is on. And I plug it in and got my mind bent. <laughs> I mean, it was like, woo, because they began to talk about the perception that our 3D body brain has when it looks at things. And it was an amazing, it's Nova, I'll give you the link, it's an amazing uh, presentation. As a matter of fact, I, I, I shouldn't have done it, to be honest with you, because, you know, they probably got, well, I know they got copyrights on it and stuff. But I did uh, take a recording of it, and I chopped the recording up into two segments. One I played on Say What. It was the first one, the, uh, an introduction to the concept that when we look out into the universe, <laughs> we only see 1% of what we're looking at in high definition. 1% comes into your eye as a functioning of the eye. It comes in and only can see one because if it was seeing everything and they did, a, they said, you know, if, if you were seeing everything, you couldn't make a decision while you were driving because there's just too much to process. So our brains and what I took away from this thing was how amazing our our minds is because you got the brain, but then the, there's the mind thing behind it, you know, putting it all together. And it was just to me a phenomenal example of 
the concept of cosmic reality rule one, reality is what you think it is, in a way that I was more profound than even I understood. Because when we only when we look out there, we see one percent of where our eye is focused in high definition, everything else is blurred. But as we move our eyes, we're picking up little, it's like a puzzle. And you're taking a snapshot, 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 and your brain goes, oh, it must look like this, boom. So we really don't know what reality looks like. We know what our brains are telling us reality looks like. Um, but okay, back to the synchronicity. So. I'm looking at this thing and I'm just blown away by the first, the way they presented it in the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of it. And then they went into a complete analysis of the, not only the the, uh, Green Needle situation, but a couple of others that, one being a dress and one being another thing. You, you, You may know it because apparently on Instagram and whatever other things like that, TikTok, they were. This was trending big time. So, well, Mark's not here, and you guys were here for the show. The audience may or may not have been here for the show. But I'm just going to play that now. It's 10 minutes, and um, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to put up a... Um, yeah, let me do that right now. Uh, I'm going back here to the website here. All right, let's just put this into the... It's a, um, it's a, I, I made a collage thing so that we could see what was on the screen, but y'all should listen to this thing. It's, it's absolutely astounding that program was, all right, I think that's it. No, no, oh, for heaven's sakes, apologize here. All right, where are you? Okay, there it is. All right, so I put in chat a a collage of what they're about to tell you. All right, so now I'm going to play the thingy. So do you remember the dress? Of course. Did you see this dress or this one? It's a simple question, but the answer has divided friends and family. White and gold. Remember, it caused quite the stir, right? Massive stir. A polarizing debate that took over the internet. People had existential crises over this image. People tweeted things like, if that's not white and gold, my life has been a lie. Swear on your mother's grave. Massive arguments. I watched videos of people screaming at each other. This is white, you white? That is dark blue. It's purple blue. I bet there was a divorce here or there over this image. So when you first saw that dress as a as a vision scientist, what did you think? Well, when I first saw the dress, I thought it was blue and black, and I thought that the internet was yanking my chain. Right, to get the goat of vision neuroscientists. Sure. <laughs> but in the morning, when I looked at my phone, I saw white and gold. And now, of course, I was obsessed. So I said, well, if this is an ambiguous image, all I have to do is disambiguate it. So I set to work. I got into Photoshop, cut out the dress, put it into a scene with lots of rich cues. Mm. And all of a sudden, boom, you can see the dress is white and gold. Wow. Now, the pixels, the pixels that make up the dress there are identical to the original image. Now, this doesn't work for everybody. But for most, the visual context can make all the difference. 
What's different here is her skin is tinted blue. The background has blue light cast on it. She's standing in the shadow of that cube. And so your brain says, aha, I need to ignore some amount of blue light that is in this signal that's hitting my eye and render this as white and gold. And if we flip things around? Same dress, pasted it into this other scene. Her skin is tinted yellow. The background has a yellow cast. She's standing no longer in the shadow, but in the light. Boom, blue and black. Amazing. That's really amazing. So again, the dress, the pixels are exactly the same. Identical. The dress is a powerful example of how color really works in the brain. Does that mean we're creating color in our minds or does color actually exist in the world? Color takes place in the brain. And I prepared a little illusion for you that should convince you of this. So I have a picture of four cars here. I want you to tell me what color are these cars. Let's start in the top left. Okay, so the one on the left looks red, then the one next to it looks blue. I'd say the one, the bottom there, bottom left looks green, and then the one next to it looks orange. Okay, mm -hmm. what if I told you that all of those pixels are not only gray, they are the same gray? How is this possible? It's because the light that enters your eyes, contrary to what you might have learned in school, is not color. Color is an interpretation of your brain. Here's how it works. Light shines on the world and bounces off objects. This part you know. And light comes in different wavelengths, each corresponding to a different color. What you might not have heard in school is how those wavelengths change when they hit different surfaces, rough, smooth, wet, etc. This signal that gets into your eye is actually a product of the reflective properties of the object and the wavelength of light hitting it. Then that signal is focused on the retina, the back of the eye, where we have about 130 million light-sensitive cells. Three types called cones are involved in color, each sensitive to different wavelengths of light, long, medium, and short. But that light still isn't color. For that to happen, our brain has to take that three-piece code from the retina and use the relative response of the cones to encode color. It's not until that signal gets to an area called V4 that we get a neural representation of color that corresponds to our perceptual experience. So why would our brains be built this way? Well, if our brains weren't built this way, objects would appear to change in color all the time. And that would render color a pretty useless signal in the world. That's because objects reflect different wavelengths into your eye depending on the lighting conditions. If your brain didn't compensate for this, a red berry would appear gray in a cave, blue at dawn, and orange at dusk. But instead, your brain carefully calibrates your experience to hold color constant. Similarly, color vision in other animals is tuned to their needs. Different species have very different kinds of color vision that are suited to their particular environments, their particular challenges for staying alive. Dogs rely on smell, so they have fewer types of cones and thus see the world like this. Birds need to recognize tiny color differences from great distances, so they have an extra type of cone that allows them to see more colors than we do. And bees need to find flowers rich in nectar, so they see ultraviolet light that's invisible to us. Color provides a lot of valuable information about the world, but only if we can faithfully extract something 
about the object. So we don't actually see color as it is in the real world. We just see it in terms of how it's useful for us. Absolutely. And the dress is probably the best example of that. It's a really powerful demonstration of how our color machinery works. So why do people see this image of the dress differently? It comes down to your brain's assumptions about the lighting conditions. It seems that the more time you spend working indoors under artificial light, which is predominantly yellow, the more likely you are to say the dress is black and blue because your brain assumes it is lit by artificial light and subtracts out the yellow. Conversely, if you spend more time in natural light, which is bluer, you're more likely to see it as white and gold. So then what is the actual color of the dress? Well, Heather, I happen to have brought it with me. <laughs> so wow. what color is it? Uh, it's obviously, I was right, blue and black. Team blue and black for yes, the win. Yes, I can't believe this is the actual dress. I feel like I'm holding like, it's like a celebrity, the dress. I know it should be in a museum, not my yes. closet. <laughs> Before the dress, people hadn't really realized would differ so much between individuals. We're now quite used to the idea that we all differ on the outside. We all have differences in skin color and height and shape. But just as we all differ on the outside, we all differ on the inside too. And this inner diversity is very important. It gives us a certain humility about our own ways of seeing. Illusions give us a ringside seat to watch how the brain creates our world. And it's not just the visual domain. Try listening to this. Brainstorm, right? Simple enough. Now listen to this. Green needle. Okay, so you're thinking, what's the big deal? But what if I tell you that the two audio clips I just played were exactly identical? For most people, what you hear depends on which label you read. Sounds unbelievable? Here, try it again, but this time just read one. Okay, now read the other and listen again. Now, when I first encountered this, I was floored too, even though I know what's going on. When your brain encounters uncertainty, it fills in the gaps with its best guess. In this case, we have a degraded audio clip. And when you're primed with a certain word to go with it, your brain automatically jumps to the best fit. For most of us, we literally hear what we want to hear and it gets even worse. Let's try one more. Another internet sensation that lit up debates across the country. Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. Once and for all, is it Yanni, is it Laurel? It's not Yanni, it's Laurel. Yanni! Did you hear Yanni? <laughs> Who heard Laurel? <laughs> it is Laurel and not Yanni. It's like that stupid dress again, all over, but in audio form. This is not saying Laurel, this is only saying Annie. Exactly, it's Laurel! Now, about half of you hear Yanni, and the other, Laurel. And unlike the first illusion, I can't get most of you to experience this one any other way. You're locked into your version of reality. Experts aren't exactly sure why, but some of us seem to pay more attention to the low frequencies, Laurel, and others to the high, Yanni. 
The divide stems from the fact that the audiophile is an ambiguous signal made up of both high and low frequencies. But by manipulating the frequencies, I might be able to change what you hear. High. Laurel. Low. Laurel. Laurel. All of this goes to show how much the brain is an active interpreter of sensory input. Our perception of the external world is actually much less objective than we'd like to believe. Most of the world around us is very real, but you just never lived there, okay? You lived in your mind, which is a perception of that world that's being filtered through a bunch of saltwater sacks of proteins and electrochemical signals, which can't possibly be making completely accurate determinations of what's actually in the outside world. You are. So there you go. Now, the dress thing in the photograph, when I took the pictures off of the video, there is a video out there. I took the pictures off the video, and clearly to me, I could see the gold and white and in the other one I could see the uh, the black and the black and blue and when I captured print screen captured the image and put it on the promo that you see now I could I kept seeing it is 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 black and blue so I don't know what you guys are really seeing but in the image that was on the video it's clearly looks like gold and white um, I'm just throwing that out. I tried different backgrounds. I couldn't figure out what in the heck was happening. So that that's probably a little confusing to people. But um, there you go. And the synchronicity, this thing had been out for years. These things happened like, you know, a long time ago, months if not years. And I hear it on Sunday. Tuesday we do a show. Wednesday I see this. That's the synchronicity that we allude to when we're talking about you know, you ask a question, you will get an answer. You just have to be aware of it. In this case, it was like bonk, you know, hit you in the head with it. It's just so absolutely, you can't, you can't walk away from that example of synchronicity. But the other aspect of it, like I said to begin with, is that, wow, you know, talk about not really knowing what reality is because you can't well, really well, depend on it. All of this, all of this, all of this, all of this uh, information, uh, information that you presented, actually, actually supports, supports the statements, the statements of, the, of the, uh, uh, cosmic reality. Because when you look at the very first statement of cosmic reality, where it says reality is what you think it is, okay, it doesn't say reality is what you see with your eyes, reality is what you hear with your ears, reality is what you taste with your mouth. Reality is what you're feeling with it. It doesn't, it never, it doesn't say that. The statement says quite clearly, reality is what you think it is. So it is critically important to, it, the, the focus is what you're thinking. You are creating the reality based on what you're thinking. All the, all, all the, all, all of the sensory data is just reinforcing that because also there, uh, something else I find very important is when you when you look at the statement, reality is what you think it is. Okay, the statement is saying to you quite clearly, let's focus on what it's not saying. For example, is this a statement saying reality is what your your parents tell you? Reality is what your priest tells you? Reality is what your uh, uh, 
law enforcement officer tells you. Reality is what your doctor tells you. No, it's not saying that. It's putting the the uh, onus on you. Reality is what you what you think it is. No one else, there's nobody else in that equation. It's just you. <laughs> so that it's very important because that that also gives you it gives you so much responsibility that okay if if we are focused that reality is so bad and so evil and so well we're we're doing it we're putting our energy in, into that and all of this is actually just uh, reinforce all of this uh, data that you presented is actually reinforcing that reality is what you think the the the, the clue words is you think that's it. Yeah. You don't need any more anything more than that. <laughs> well, you know what 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 happened was I was in the military. This is like seventy three, and I had a minor operation. But they get they put me on medical leave for two weeks, so I'm in my apartment doing you know just researching and doing the stuff I do now, and uh, all of a sudden you know I get this voice as clear I mean as clear as a bell, and it said reality is what you think it is. Majority rules. Anyone who is in charge of a given reality keeps everybody else from knowing rule one and two. And I mean, I immediately wrote it down. It did not come from from inside what I thought. It was a messaging. And so, you know, I mean, I end up writing a book. I talk about, I end up calling my radio. Everything is cosmic reality, right? Rules of cosmic reality. And I never totally understood the profound statement yes it's not only just what you think because of the way that you go through life your philosophies your religion your culture blah, 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 all that it's actually a manifestation of cosmic reality it's what is happening inside you you're the key to it just like you're alluding to you are the key to what reality is for you. Yeah, because yeah, because for example, for example, if you if, you, if we are if focusing, focusing completely, completely into this, into this uh, sensory this organs, like uh, what what's the uh, the chemistry and all the energy functioning in the uh, uh, sensory organs, plus everything that the how the brain is processing. Okay, let's pause that for a second, and let's look at a specific case. Uh, in Elia Benz, when she was, I think she was three or four years old, and uh, the mother asked her, "What's going? What's wrong with you? Why is it that you keep bumping, you, you keep bumping you on on things, and you fall down and you hit your nose?" So she, she actually got a blur, a bruise on the tip of her nose because she kept bumping on things and she would fall down, and the mother didn't understand but she she thought it was because you know as a young child and it's learning to walk and then no and she said and, the, and she said to the mother quite simply is i can't see in front of me because the, the body keeps blocking the view she had a spherical vision she she saw 360 degrees all around her except right in front of her the body was blocking the view she she was seeing it was like her head was right up to her nose. So she couldn't see in front because her head was blocking the view. She could see, but not not in front of her, 
the head was blocking the view. So the so the mother had a quite a quite a moment there, and she goes to the girl, "Ah, oh, stop doing that! Get into your body right now!" So when she said that, when the mom, when she heard the mother said that, her vision got narrow. It got closed. There was like a tunnel vision, and she was able to see what was in front of her because now the body wasn't blocking her. So then you have to ask your question, okay, if it's only, is the only vision you're getting is coming through the organic physical eyes, why, what is seeing everything that she's seeing uh, and it's outside of the, the head, it's not the eyes because she was able to see everything around her, not using the organic physical eyes, but unfortunately the, the body is in front of her, so it's blocking the view. So there you have it. You. Uh, a vision is actually pre uh, it's before uh, even physical vision you're able to see it, well it's like uh, like the psychics of people that do remote viewing psychics when you when you see entities you're not using your physical eyes so that's why it's it's so uh, significant that reality is what you think it is because you're actually seeing it even before you get your eyes involved in the in story, you're actually seeing things. <laughs> you know, one of the weird things, another weird thing of it, is that the octave nerve, when it connects to the, to you know, the, the uh, corona, corona, the, 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 the iris thing, what is it? Cor cornea. Oh, the cornea. Cornea, thank you. Uh, when it's, the, it, because of the nerve being there, you actually block there is a there, everybody has a little black spot in their vision, no matter how good your vision is, where the octave nerve connects. But your brain just fills it in. Nobody sees the black dot because your 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 brain just fills it in. So yes, this was this was to me such an important example of so many things the synchronicity was just stupid i mean if, if you can't see it th in this example uh, you, you know you might want to think about what your reality is <laughs> well like that's like this reminds me of, of a case with a my, when my mother grew up in mendoza uh, she was a, a, wait, wait, before, a, we begin, a before we begin we better tell people who anelia benz is and why okay. she was seeing it that way not uh, a yeah, long story, yeah. just a short story. Well, Anelia Benz is uh is it's the first time she has a life as a human being. Like like uh, all uh, spiritual entities, you know, you you have no age because you you simply existed all the time. But she never had a life as a human being. So when she came to Earth to do this work, which is to uh, raise the vibration of the planet and raise the vibration of people and helping them, you know, achieve that. Uh, for her, it was the very first time she had an experience as a human being. That, And I believe that, uh, strategically speaking, that's why she survived this long. And no matter what, they can't take, them off, take her off course. They can't uh, kill her or anything because she's got no karma on this world. Because that's what they use to get rid of you. They just use your karma against you. You have so, we have so much crap <laughs> in our in our past, and that that that's all all they use to bring us out. They use our own karma against us. In her case, she has none. Therefore, 
they had nothing they had nothing to use against her so it was a, strategically speaking it was the right person to choose to choose for the job well i thought it was astounding that her mother knew exactly what to say to her <laughs> i suspected her mom well she was a, a healer so well her mom also might have gotten uh, you know i mean she probably was like stunned by the the response and so she her mind went into a non-compute you know it's like trying to <laughs> What did I just hear? And at that moment, you're very open to being able to hear like Anelia's higher self screaming, get in your body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Derek, you're the one that, that wanted to talk about this at that moment. Um, was there something else that you wanted that you had seen or you said cause chrononauts that you um, that you were talking about it last night? I listened to most of the show, but didn't catch all of it. Yeah, and those archives are up for the listeners here. So it's Chrononaut Chronicles with a K, K-R-O-N-A-U-T, and then chronicles.com. Um, but what we were, I mean, we were kind of talking about was, um, well, actually, what I want to talk about now, I guess I should say is, and I like the Walt, how you said, um, oh, she's not getting, because I'm listening to so many things, and so many comments, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to all of you, um, how basically it's an interpretation and that's that's you know exactly what it is with the whole um, you know psychic thing that I do here at Mystical Wares uh, that I just kind of jokingly call that. Um, it's as my understandings expand, and I've said it before, that is when the more of reality just comes into let's say view, and that doesn't mean always just vision. It could be feeling. It could be just downloads. It could be all kinds of things, um, and that literally happens with you just realizing it and or not limiting yourself. So we were kind of talking about limiting yourself on the other podcast. And then that's, and I wanted to bring it up again because that's yeah, what- that, That's the negative, that's the negative side of formal education. Formal education limits you every time, everywhere. <laughs> no, that's a good point. No, you're absolutely right. And then, I, yeah, so exactly. Forget everything you've been taught or you think you know, and then, and that doesn't mean don't use it, but then just look at it with new eyes kind of thing. Um, and when I started doing that, I don't know how long ago, that's when all this, my I'll just say, my metaphysical senses started heightening. So I got, I was led to things like Shungite because I paid attention, realized synchronicities were a thing. They weren't, and coincidences were not a thing. So I once I put all that together in my head, it started happening more, followed the synchronicities, and now here goes my ear, which is ringing and doing all kinds of odd sensations. And that's part of it, too, when I talk about these things. So then the synchronicities led me to Shungai, and Shungai, and it goes on from there. I mean, pick up the breadcrumbs. Again, I, I like to make the bad joke saying it's, you know, you got a loaf of bread. Then you can do something with that. Um, and then you realize, and just keep following it, and then realize, like they said in that uh, audio clip, Basically, you know, colors and interpretation, um, and that's true. That's absolutely true. And I would suggest, because you know, one example is I've had people come in here in session say, "Well, I saw this dark entity over here, and they immediately jumped to negative, this and you know, or evil or something like that." And I'm like, "Well, that's not always the case. I mean, you know, you know, I wouldn't. I'd look at all levels of perception before, you know, kind of choosing something." Um, well, that's what that's why uh, in the raw material. They don't speak of good and evil when they're talking about entities. They speak service to self and service to others. Others, yep. That's the only that's the only distinction they make. There is no good and evil according to them. 
Well, it's a, and that, that's it's well, it makes sense. Like there's nothing spicy. No, it's it's spicy to you, not to another. So I mean, it's a scale. It's perception. It's everybody's own um, decision in their head is what it is. Well, it's all this. Mm -hmm. I like to say that if you can't imagine it, it can't happen. And that's what they shut down. They shut down people's imagination. No, you do what I say, not what I do. Right? Mm -hmm. They take a kid and they put them in a box instead of promoting the concept of imagination. What do you think you can see? What do you think you can do? Can you sing? Let's try it. But if you don't have the imagination, and that's what they keep trying to take away from us. Well, in the look at a, talking about a, uh, education, for example, how many cases, and I'm, I'm sure you must have seen your uh, your share of uh, cases in universities where you have professor, professors who, as part of their career, they have to publish books. How many professors are involved in stealing the papers written by students? Because the students had brilliant ideas, brilliant insights, philosophies, whatnot, and they stole students' uh, work because they needed to, you know, preserve their their careers, and they needed to preserve their uh, what do you call it? Their <clears throat> all the uh, the prestige of, of writing books, and, and they, they did nothing like that. And how many students have, uh, you know, they 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 ended up uh, leaving the university because they they got gypped, and they didn't have the money. I had, I, had a, I had a professor steal one of my papers and publish it. There you have it. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that seemed to be a common thing. And I can't remember how I found out about it. Because, I mean, they publish it someplace. I don't read those books, you know. But I, I, I'm getting, I, I, it was a grad student. A grad student had known that I was the originator of that paper. And then they saw the professor had published it. And he told me. So, yeah, it probably happens more often than people even understand. But again, it goes back to what your you know, imagination. You know, you look at it differently. So, uh, Derek, did we cut you off because you got into uh, what were you the the, the uh, synchronicity thing? Did you you guys on the uh, Chrononauts, did you get into the synchronicity? Uh, no, we kind of because there's so many of us on there, we kind of um, you know, get pulled one direction or another pretty quickly. So it's really, and that's not a bad thing because then that's following the synchronicities or the, you know, the energies. So that's good. No, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't cut off or anything like that. No, um, it was just more so bringing that back around, not again now, but talking about how I again like to use myself as an example. And that's, I didn't learn any magic tricks. I didn't have a, a you know, a huge psychic come in and teach me all the secrets. No, I just, I stayed open. I realized most of this down near everything I was taught, and I went to, I don't know how many colleges as well, um, was BS. And then I just restarted it. So it's like being handed a cookbook saying, here's your recipes. I'm like, nope, not happening. I want to see the ingredients and I'll figure it out from there. I know it's an odd thing to talk about, but I don't have, you know, the vocabulary language to use. We don't have the words, but so <clears throat> I'm just saying, even that, and just try everything yourself and do it your own way. So if something, one example where quickly is, if somebody says you got to meditate for two hours every day, um, I mean, try it. Maybe you don't have to do it that long. Maybe you got to do it more. Who knows? Everybody's different is my point. Um, 
and that's just a quick example. So, but try it. And add one last thing. Um, do what at least for me, what I found was to enhance my metaphysical senses. I couldn't ignore the physical body. Um, I'm not limited to it. I'm not restricted in it. I'm actually all around it, just like all of you are. And the more we realize that, the more you know, um, more access you have to the other part of you. But it did behoove me to do things like you know detoxing, you know, different cleanses. And I'm not getting into some specific things here. So whatever occurs to you as an individual, that if all of a sudden you start thinking, well, maybe I need to do a, a liver detox or a gallbladder or a thyroid thing, whatever. So if you start seeing that on the internet, lots of times your friends mention it, um, you know, synchronicities, follow those things. And um, I'll tell you, that's what I did. And it started expanding the other senses. So that was all I really wanted to mention. Well, let, let's tie it into the Shungite, because if if we just go back over, you know, how did I get involved with Shungite? Well, when I was in the military, I was let in on the big secret that they somebody out there was going to take over the world by using electromagnetic technology. So for years, I and I, you know, I, I know this is true. And for years, I tried to make people wake up to it. I mean, I'm talking like 20 years. And even my brother, my brother, uh, when he when he was we were in our mid 30s, he told me that he was working with radars with the Navy. And, you know, when you get that gut-wrenching, oh, my God, I can't believe you just said that to me. I tried to tell him the dangers of radar, but my brother always thought I was a kook and not, you know, was not particularly impressed with me. And so he disregarded it. And, you know, 20 years later, he died of a, a brain cancer that is directly, directly linked to EMF. Um, so... That that gave me a lot of, you know, pause to think about everything. And it was very disheartening to me that, you know, somebody that if they had just listened to me would still be alive. And I walked away from it. I said, fuck this. I'm not going to get in. I, I can't do anymore. And so I did. And then I'm on doing sky, uh, something on the. Well, I was actually <laughs> I was actually looking at. um uh, electromagnetic pulse because when I was in the military we knew about it uh, it, w it was affecting well one of the reasons that the Soviets were not, not only reluctant but refused to upgrade their battlefield communications from the old version into the new stuff because they knew that the new stuff was much more vulnerable to an electromagnetic pulse that was a byproduct of a nuclear explosion. You set off a nuclear weapon and boom, you get an EMP. And that EMP can blow out all type of electronics, especially the modern. So the Soviets all had old stuff that just wasn't as, as vulnerable to it. So when you, when you look at the EMP, it needs to nuclear explosion. And I'm going like, why are they talking about suitcases that can create an EMP big enough to make a difference? And I was researching that. And I came across, well, okay, while I'm doing, while I'm actually doing that, the Facebook starts ding, 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 ding. And, and I, well, what, what's happening? So 
I go over to Facebook and on one of the groups that I really had a lot of interaction with, they had found out the dangers of electromagnetics. And they're all, you know, oh, my God, and they're, they're going back and forth, and they, they, they're doing the research. This was a research group, and they're doing the research as the thing is ting, ting, ting. So I, I said to Guy, I said, Guy, please give me something to give them. And then I went back to what I was doing. Well, within a few minutes of that, I come across a, a Russian document that states that this stuff called Shungite was being used to shield their electromag battlefield electromagnetic uh, communications and so i just like oh thank you guy oh my god that's fast fast answer thank you i don't know what it is but i'll tell them so i said just get yourself some shungite i put it in the facebook so the next day i'm at my computer ding 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 and i go back to it and they've looked for shungite but they can't they can't seem to figure out where do you get it? What is it? You know, I mean, because at that time, 2014, wasn't much on, on the Internet about it. So I said, oh, OK, well, let me give him a hand here. And so I start to research the, the Shungite. I got, you know, the, the Shungite store and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But still, I was very much into what I was doing. And, you know, well, then <laughs> it wasn't even a full week after that. My friend Lee Brown comes to visit me. And she's got a Wi-Fi system she wants to put on my system because she is a psychic telephone opera, you know, whatever they call themselves. And she needs the Wi-Fi because she's going to be in the back part of the house, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. So she turns it on. And as soon as she turned that sucker on, I mean, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I said, Lee, I said, this is terrible energy. I said, you got to get, turn it off, please turn it off. And she looked at me really weird. And then she looked down at her hand and she took this ring off of her hand and went over and put it over the antenna of the Wi-Fi device. And as soon as she did that, it was just as powerful as the first hit was a second hit that was like, oh my God, it was wonderful. I said, what'd you do? And she said, well, I just got this stuff. It's called Shungite. I nearly <laughs> I nearly fell off my chair, right? And I said, okay. And now I'm, go I'm talking to Gaia. All right, now you've got my attention. And so I it was the most incredible, you know, ex example of something that you couldn't deny. I couldn't deny what I was feeling. So I started, I said to her, um, well, what is it about? And she knew a little bit about it, but not much. But the weird synchronicity here is that she had never heard about Shungite, but she is a mineral and gem buy and sell. And she's on this site. She's used it forever. And they come up with this new product called Shungite, and it's in jewelry, primarily in jewelry. So she decides, well, it's something new. Let me get it. She gets it. The day before she flies down to Miami, she got the package and she didn't have time to look at it. So she just threw it in her suitcase and, you know, came down here. But this was, yeah, she did. No, she did. She did because she had the ring on and she, I think, I don't know if she had the pendant on, but she had opened up the box, but didn't have any time to deal with, you know, feeling it out and the energies. And she just, she brings a lot of that stuff when she would come. So, um, th that, that, think of the synchronicities that got my attention. Now, why was it so important that they got my attention? 
Well, I was on international radio. And I understood this. I had been primed for decades to be able to understand the full implications of it, not just because of my 3D knowing, because of all the metaphysics that I had been into, that I had become more and more sensitive to energies. I was more able to see it in my head, imagine energies all over the place. And because of that, when Shanghai got into my hands, I could see it, I could feel it. I knew what it was. But I also had the 3D education to realize the importance of it. So again, synchronicities, how you're led down the, the, you know, down the rabbit hole. So we've been at this since 2014. What are we in, 23? Yeah, almost 10 years. Okay, so, well, 90s. So I'm doing a radio show with, with Walt, with Walt, yes, many with Walt, but with Mark uh, Joseph, Radio 5G. And I'd come across this uh, video that kind of blew me out of the water. It was Dr. Tao Braun, who was on with Mike Adams, uh, the health ranger. And the doctor was just, I mean, he had so much information about so many things. And it was, they they kept trying to go back to the concept of um, of the medical stuff, but he, they kept wandering into the spiritual realm too, like we do, you know, and, uh, and the energy realm. The energy realm is getting more and more people are understanding the concepts of energy. Um, so... He, they talk about 5G, and uh, one of the things that they talked about was, and, and this is going to be playing tomorrow, oh, yeah, tomorrow on Radio 5G. If you don't hear it live, look at this. Get Listen to this, this video or the audio thing. It's absolutely amazing. So they're talking about the 5G because as they're discussing the spike and the vaccinations and all this sort of thing they began to get into a discussion of the polarity of like the spike protein like different things in your body like the mitochondria i mean the the polarization the the actual energy fields of these things and they both went to 5g that's why the 5g system is there working with the crap that they put in people's bodies now to be able to manipulate the energy fields and what is happening inside the body. Well, and I can't get into the science because it's long and I really need to go and look at it again because it's complicated. But essentially, one of the, the outcomes of this cha- these different polarities and stuff is that in the perfect scenario with 5G involved in it, the mitochondria explode, explode. And there is a tremendous amount, comparatively, remember we're talking microscopic, there's a tremendous amount of iron in the mitochondria. And when they explode, you got a shrapnel effect into your system of iron. Well, too much iron is going to kill you pretty quick. All right? So what, 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 what's the connection to shungite? Well, what do you, how do you get rid of this crap in your body? Huh? You need antioxidants. Antioxidants can 
negate the 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 situation that's occurring because those are free radicals. The the iron is actually free radicals. Antioxidants, you know, deal with the free radicals. Okay, so what is the number one thing that the three D scientists, university professors, all sorts of quantum people look at when they look at well, not so much the quantum people, but you know, standard physics. What do they look at when they when they're talking about shungite and they know okay that the facts are telling us that shungite for some reason is able to be a very healing environment? What is it? And they all got together. Oh, this was probably 15 years ago, maybe more. And they got together and they decided that the key, the magic in shungite, is that it creates antioxidants. So, and they never quite. I could, it was translations from Russian. It was very difficult to go through this information because once it's translated, you really don't know what was what was said in the Russian. But I never quite understood, okay, so Shungite's making antioxidants. And then I asked, I talked to Derek just yesterday about this. I said, Derek, I said, does Shungite manufacture some kind of an antioxidant thing? And he said, because I, I wanted to find, there's a lot of articles out there on the antioxidant, antioxidant effects of shungite. And I wanted to know, well, what, well, how is this happening? And he says to me, well, no, they don't see antioxidants. What they're seeing is that you've got a high amount of radicals out there, and all of a sudden they're disappearing when shungite gets involved. So that was that was what is happening, is that they're not looking at it from an energy standpoint. They're looking at it from trying to explain it at the 3D. So the radicals, so the radicals are being are transmuted? The, yes, by the shungite. But all they see <laughs> is that the radicals start to decrease once shungite's in the picture. See, they, they because that's why I was having such a problem trying to figure out what are they, how is this happening? Because they don't know. Transmutation. Derek, Derek can you explain. <laughs> Derek, explain that. You know how the, how they're they're. Can you do that, Derek? Oh, oh, there was a note in the chat. chat that he had to go to the store for a second. Oh, oh, okay. All right, not a problem. Okay, but he he basically said no. They because he's read these articles that are out there. And he said, no, he said, they never say that it creates the antioxidants because they can't find the antioxidants. All they're seeing is a reaction and making an assumption. Well, it, if, you, if you understand that what's happening is that this stuff that's in the, in the blood now and, and, and is a toxic and the metal shouldn't be there. And so what happens is that anytime you've got something that shouldn't be there, it's inevitably moving in in a rotating in its energy field that's contrary to life and because the energy field of shungite is so powerful it takes those things and reverses the spin now if you've got an electromagnetic signal the electromagnetic signal starts to rotate the other way with no degradation in the signal in fact it's probably enhanced but when you got a toxin, that's why they survive. That's why the Russians survive tremendous amounts of radiation, and they don't die. They don't get cancer from radiation because the uh, transmutation done by the shungite. Yeah, well, if they're in a shungite environment, you know, I mean. <laughs> well, they have those rooms where the 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 oh, floor, yes, the ceiling, the, everything is shungite. Yeah. 
Yes, yes, but not you said Russians. Well, it's not like every Russian isn't having. Oh yeah, I know. They, they <laughs> think it's dirt anyway. Yeah, they 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 call it dirt. Shanghai dirt. Why are you guys into this? Is dirt? No, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, so you took me off my message. Sorry, ap- apologies. Um, antioxidants. Okay, so it's the Shanghai that is putting out an energy field that is eliminating the antioxidants from the body but and that was what they were they didn't know about shanghai but they were talking in terms of if if you've got a lot of antioxidants in your body you're going to be okay for a while but eventually your antioxidants are going to be worn down well not in the case of shanghai <laughs> you, you know because it's not it's not an antioxidant it's a field that creates the same response as an antioxidant would. So they brought that into this discussion about, you know, 5G. And, and, and it just, oh, I was like tickled because, you know, it's like, okay, all right, got it, got it. That's why I see people that are in a Shanghai field not having the same lucky energy that other people do. Because they continually are beating off all these uh, uh, radicals. What are, what are they called? Free free radicals that are in the in the body and getting rid of this. Sh- okay, so then he's going through and he's talking about uh, pectin and vitamin E, all sorts of different things, and he comes across. Well, then Mike Adams, like I say, they they both of them start started going off on on different tangents once in a while and they'd have to bring themselves back but mike said to to the doctor he said uh do you think that some of this technology that is nanotech in the bodies and what you're talking about could have been inspired from et knowledge and uh the doctor said well i i don't know because i'm not you know i i don't know about these ets maybe maybe not but i can tell you one thing that is extraterrestrial he said niacin and he went on to explain that niacin can essentially because of its charge destroy the spike proteins and he said that niacin is not net was not naturally and I, he didn't get into what his why he was saying it he said niacin actually was brought to the earth in a meteorite a black carbon meteorite and now mike gets in it and he goes uh, niacin isn't everything and he starts looking up the research and where it is and stuff and and the doctor says i realize that but it first originated from off planet and Mike was fighting this information, you know, and meanwhile, I'm going like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> Yay. Why? Because Shanghai has everything that's in the periodic chart of elements. In Corellia, in the surrounding area, they have found the oldest vestiges of life. Now, that's not human life. Vestiges of life. The first plants grew there so if they're talking about some black meteorite if it's not shungite it probably was also shungite but um yeah so again synchronicities to 
why was I drawn to that particular in in this in the same hour they made two definitive connections to shungite and how it can help people every day but particularly if you've taken those vaccinations please if you if you know somebody out there try to try try your best give them give them a pendant give them some give them there's all sorts of versions of shungite just gift them so that they don't have to go through the angst and you know, it, it's not like you're taking over your, your free will and all all you're doing them doing for them is giving them an energy that whether they understand it or not is going to help them so um that's just uh do you have anything to say on that did eric get back I, yes, I, got I, got I got okay we're actually at the top of the hour did you guys want to comment some more on that or shall we uh put on the shungite no, we can jump in the break and then uh, go where we ever next next hour. All righty, and let's just do that.
And welcome back to the Shungite Reality Show for May 23rd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit and Walt Silva. Uh, Mark still isn't gotten here. I bet he is... Hey, Nancy, I messaged you on the chat. I don't know if you oh, read it. The, I, yep. the alarm went off, uh, or it didn't go off, so... Anyway. I said, I bet he's... He sle- I bet he, you know, something happened with you sleeping in. I didn't feel any angst about it. Um, no, I was looking at my my telephone because Jan Shaw, who many of you know, is one of our our hosts on uh, Cosmic Reality. She's um, in the process today of flying back to Great Britain, and uh, <clears throat> I I don't know how she's doing it. I couldn't do that. She's 65 years old, and she decided she was going to go back to Great Britain. And somehow or another, she's managed to to do everything. And her dog Keisha had to fly out of a special on a special plane that was a, a California airport. So Keisha got picked up this morning and driven. And the guy walked her through the whole, you know, getting her on the on the plane and everything. And then when she gets to the other side, his partner will do the same. Will make sure she gets through the customs and pay the tariff they she had to pay a tariff um and get her driver all the way to where jan is and jan is taking off up now and will actually be there uh i think that that probably keisha's going to land before jan does but they got it takes a couple of hours to get them through the customs and everything so just send out positive uh vibrations for the trip going perfect perfect no problems anywhere and, um, okay, Mark, I'm sorry that you missed the first hour. It was kind of interesting, I thought. I was listening for most of it. I didn't miss anything. Oh, okay. Okay. All but right. uh, there's a there's an eagle in, in um, uh, Britain, right, Walt? Like, where's, where's that located? Yeah, that's in Umbria. It's a northern part of, uh, of uh, Britain. Uh, it's, it's close to, in fact... <laughs> The lady who has that uh, <clears throat> that eagle is neighbors with the uh, the other a lady. Um, her last name is Foster. She is constantly posting uh, videos on 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 uh, what do you call it? Facebook. Um, let me look at. Let me see what her name is. Is that the all good lady on the cosmic reality? Uh, let me double check. Let me double check. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's at least one eagle in, in Britain. Yes, Mark, to your point. Yeah, uh, so you can ride the waves of that coming in. But um <laughs> wanted to bridge that to... So I think I mentioned in the Radio 5G or, or to you on the phone, I forget which, but... Um, I think it was a week ago. The um, there was a lot of hubbub about the, the the southern border. So Bards FM, which we played in in Radio Five G, he did a, a prayer thing intention for rain in the southern border with his group. He does have a Telegram group, um, and uh, it rained for like uh, three to four days, and then um, it did keep away a lot of the people. It was heavy heavy rains, so. Um, 
and I wondered well, if the heavy the heavy rains have um, caused the rivers to go up, so they can't get across. There you go. So it, it worked, but we do have a national eagle grid, the uh, Shungite uh, Cloudbuster, and I wonder if that had an influence in it. Now, obviously, any kind of intention setting prayer or however you call it is going to do something, right? But as uh, we move deeper into the photon belt, uh, these kind of things will happen faster, much easier. So uh, it's like what you're talking about in the last hour. It's all this conjunction of things happening all together. The uh, uh, consciousness um, raising up, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so Derek, um, did you have something you wanted to talk about in the last part of the show? Um, no, nothing left from that part of the show. Uh, Jalissa is joining us, though. Um, just to give you a heads up on that right now. Um, but hello. <laughs> yeah, there she is. Uh, yeah, and there she is. Uh, but no, we don't. I didn't have any anything left from the back show. I didn't know if um, maybe Mark had something on the on the docket or something. Mark? Yeah, as soon as I get off mute. <laughs> uh, so in the, you were going off on the show you were playing tomorrow, which we recorded Sunday. Uh, and so the big news was of uh, Dr. Rashid Buttar's passing. Now, he was well known in the health um, movement by holding the advanced medicine conferences, I think even back, I don't know, as far as 2021, 2022. Um, forget the website name advancedmedicine.com something like that but uh so he he was interviewed all, all over the place maybe nancy you can you can better speak about him but um opposing the covid and the lockdowns and all that stuff and so he passed away on the 18th and uh not so coincidentally he was supposed to host the next advanced medicine conference over memorial day weekend which is canceled because the family didn't expect his passing so soon. So I posted in chat um, a, a couple, one of his, his latest um, interview, uh, people can download that on the pod, podcast apps, uh, the Laura Lynn um, podcast, which is Canadian. Um, when was that, the 17th? And then a couple of tributes. And so there were a lot of really good people that, were, that was gonna speak in the, the conference, like Merritt, Braun, uh, Clay Clark, Mikevitz. Um, so, and then not so coincidentally, last week was also the sequel to Watch the Water, which is the whole Venom thing. And Dr. Buttar did admit that um, he was poisoned, um, which, you know, led up to this. And that um, upon taking his blood and examining it, there were um, Venom traces in it. And then so the effect of it on his body was about 200 times the uh, power of what, you know, the COVID shots are. So, uh, you know, it's, um, I mean, I'm trying to follow this just as far as, uh, you know, who's next kind of thing. And, and there was a hit list going around called the Disinformation Dozen, and he was one of them. So obviously we've been talking about, uh, um, you know, raising the vibration up and um, adding our armor layers. Like uh, last week I just bought... Um, the Shungite rubber pad from Derek's store. I have an extra one um, at home in the car, and then another uh, what do you call it? Um, cosmic silver necklace. So, um, 
yeah, just just in, in terms of just having layers for yourself and those around you, and that we're going into the holiday holiday weekend, you know. Um, I don't know. Does anybody want to add to that as far as uh, um, that kind well, of music? Well, initially he was. Um, I, I I actually saw him on Fox. That was my first introduction to Butar, and he that list that that came out. Robert Kennedy Jr. is on it, and there, there's a list of these people, and it's like it. It's sad. It's very sad that they were actually because I mean, no, there's not nobody out there that doesn't believe that he wasn't poisoned. He went into the hospital. He was actually in the hospital for a while and then apparently came out. I, I'm not clear on the details, but they were talking about that while he was in the hospital and they were drawing blood and stuff, that's where he did his own analysis. He could see what was happening on it and he could see the trace of venom. He's a doctor. And uh, so he came out of the hospital and said that he had, he thought he had been poisoned. Now, it could be because of the shedding that, you know, even though he wasn't vaccinated, he might have picked up the venom that way but the amount of venom that he saw in his own blood probably scared the bejeebies out of him so um yeah yeah it's well yasmin said that it was hearing him talk that was she made bob listen to it and that that was what convinced bob not to take the vaccination her husband so he he's probably saved a lot of people and it's just sad. So, yeah, a lot of very dedicated people out there who um, they're putting their lives on on the, you know, the table. I, I'm amazed that more of them haven't gone down, you know. But uh, just put out those good vibes, you know. Keep put. Keep seeing a reality that you want to see, you know. See these people thriving. See these people out there, all of our side. See us thriving and getting the word out and people waking up and going like, holy crap, <laughs> you know. It's the only way we're going to get through this. We can't do it. We, we, the, the, the dark side's got so much control over everything that... If you and this is what happened to me, you know, why I didn't want to even bother with radio 5G because at that point I said, I don't see any way out of this. They've got everything, they've got the media, they've got the government, they've got the doctors, they've got everything. Let, let me tell you something about pharmaceutical companies. If you listen to a, and I, I meant to, to tape one of these pharmaceutical ads that we see. 75%, 75% of the uh, uh, commercial revenue that goes into all the mass media television stations, including Fox, was pharmaceutical ads. And you don't see them in the rest of the world. We International people out there, you probably have never even seen one of these things. They're insane. You got this rash, put this stuff on it. You're going to be okay. The rash will go away. But and then they start listing listing side effects that can possibly happen, including awful things and death and death being included in it. And I mean, everybody that I think is kind of sane goes, 
would anybody actually go to your doctor and ask for this stuff when you got a rash, but you're risking your life by taking some crap from them? Yeah, but, you know, yeah, but pay attention, pay attention to, the commercial. to the commercial. They're, 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 they're young, young, beautiful people, and they're having fun, and they're laughing their asses off. I well, mean, you want to take the drugs. I mean, those well, people are incredibly happy. Yes, but that's not what I'm talking about. Please let me finish, okay? Because it doesn't make any sense that people would actually fall for this. And the reason that they do it isn't because people are falling for it, that they're running and asking their doctors. That's not what it's about. They control 75% of the commercial money that goes into these TV stations. So they can control what the TV stations are showing us. That's all it was about. Control. They're not trying to convince you to take that drug. They're trying to convince the TV stations that you don't talk dirty about the pharmaceutical company. And the reason I know that is because Robert Kennedy had been asked to go on Fox Network. The person that asked him, he didn't state it, but I think it was Tucker, was told by the president of Fox, you can't put this guy on because he's anti-vaccination and we can't afford to lose the pharmaceutical commercials. And then it was like, oh, it was like the light bulb went off in my head. I'm sure everybody's head that heard that. Oh, so these things that seem so insane actually have an ulterior motive of control. I just wanted to put that out. Sorry to interrupt you, but I didn't want to lose my track, my train of thought there, Walt. Because you're right. I mean, everything about them is designed to make you look at the, the commercial and to want to. So you can say, well, they're trying to do this mind game on people. No, that was never what it was about. It was all about control. So, Mark? Yeah, so, yeah, so <clears throat> what I've been trying to follow up as far as, um, you know, armor layering up and, and, and this uh, fifth generation warfare. And so what, like, um, Derek's talk, Derek talks about in his uh, Cardinal podcast and in this one is the sixth generation warfare of uh, spiritual tools, right? So we have his store and the mental technologies he shares with us little ideas uh dolly's love blankets and um just just do a function stacking of those kind of things and you know we're moving deeper into 4d um that's why like i still regularly listen to your guys's other shows it it, it adds to all of this um <clears throat> so uh, just one more extension on that is, is um, Dr. Lee Merritt talked to uh, Celeste Solom yesterday on Rumble. So you go to her uh, Rumble and she was commenting that um, uh, she talked to Dr. Buttar a week ago that he was going <clears> to <throat> reveal something big <clears throat> like a bombshell, but uh, he didn't detail it. And uh, that's about uh, a minute into the part two interview. I think I'll post it in, in chat. But um they did post the quote of one of his um, final words um, of Buttar. And have any of you guys heard of uh, Kurth Barker? So 
this was a really good interview because Merritt went all over the place as far as Antarctica, Tartaria, uh, Saturn worship, timelines, uh, the giant's bones of the Smithsonian being returned back to their original location back in 2019, and then also function stacking with copper and various other things. But um, Kurt Barker was one of the insiders deconstructing the um, <clears throat> elites and the Illuminati and um, all the things they're doing. And he has like a, a ton of books, even in in, in sixth generation warfare, like um, how to build up your psychic armor. And and, and um, he's he's not easy to find. I mean, he does have a YouTube channel, and so Merritt recommended his book on um, uh, all the craziness happening behind the scenes. So I'm trying to get. Um, some of his books, but um, is that name familiar? Kurt Barker to anybody? No, I've never heard it. Okay. Yeah, so um, I don't know. It was just uh, after um, Uttar's passing, it's kind of rippling out to um, <clears throat> the aftermath of what other people are saying, and it further reinforces Shungite's power. And I know in past shows, Derek did. did um, detail how how uh shungai does neutralize the the poisons and the injections um yeah so um oh as far as like uh bridging to the last hour um wanted to recommend the latest alex collier webinar from last week late last week i was listening to it a couple days ago and it, it does follow along with um with the Tao Braun talk and what you guys are talking about. Um, so one of the highlights he was saying was that as the matrix is, matrix is collapsing, uh, people are not going to have any choice but to allow truth to seep in. Um, there'll be difficulty in processing and, uh, it, and it'll be like, Things will be too foreign to process in, in, in people's brains. And back to your point, Nancy, of last week's uh, podcasts, um, our brains process uh, 400 billion data bits a second, including our multidimensional brain. So I'm, I'm, I'm just quoting Collier here. And we can only process 2,000 pieces of info a second. And so we see more than we realize. We don't see most of it. Um, and... Uh, as we're jumping frequencies going into deeper 4D, um, I didn't lose my place here. Uh, these folks will shut down how, you know, how, how they're going to process this whole thing. People are going to have like a mind break, a, a firewall. Um, and and uh, he was tying this into the quantum financial reset that supposedly, and he gave a date June 1st, which is like, okay, these things with dates, but. Um, it is a gradualization process we're seeing right all over the place. Um, let me see what else he was talking about. 5,000 banks are in trouble in the States, are uh, insolvent. And, um, oh, he made a good point here. Those who have nothing are more free than those who have everything. And it creates a survival, survival in us all. And, and um, <clears throat> we have to let go of fear. And, and when we're not in fear, we're grounded. So again, you know, your our connection to Gaia, to nature, and to the cosmic laws that you're talking about. Um, and as the, the process, you know, speeds up, 
uh, there'll be uh, deeper education in the quantum field and quantum mechanics. And so <clears throat> that'll be the soul interacting with energy, uh, plasma, photons, and all those things that bring us back to our ancestral memory that we've forgotten about. Uh, <clears throat> creation of self by source, and he did repeat that. So which is creator, the creator, great spirit. Um, and that's when when humanity grasps grasps all of that, there'll be uh, you know worship will go away. All of these institutions will fall away. Um, you know, this whole thing again of centralization and decentralization. Um, the relationship with each of us have with creator is individual. To go through an intermediary is to give your power away. Um, and it and and he was going off on. Uh, um, Trusting inner guidance, following your own path and intuition. Because, um, you know, what the old earth was, was uh, a deep, profound subjugation. It has made people into walking zombies. I mean, yeah, we, we kind of know all this. But uh, <clears throat> so quantum field and quantum mechanics, with that, will move beyond the server and system itself to connect to the universe. The source and other star nations already living this way, uh, living within source. So, I like that idea what he's talking about, where um, you have this cosmic internet, right? The bio internet, and that there are levels we can already see going past that. So, um, that was only like what was it? Uh, Thirty minutes into the two and a half hour talk. So uh, that was already a lot to, to, to take in, but um, I don't know if you guys want to comment on that. Uh, a lot of it, you know, obviously we already know, you guys have talked about in past shows, but, um, and, and Shungite, of course, helps to keep all of that aligned in balance and grounding. So uh, pretty extraordinary stuff from, from Russian Dirt, right? Uh, back to you guys. Derek? I am here. Struggling with the mute button as always. Yeah, no. Um, uh, I, depending on the, sh you know, we're talking about Shanghai. We were talking about or listening about Shanghai products and whatnot. Um, I just, I just suggest remember everybody. Remember the biggest factor is yourself. Shanghai is a tool to help you. Um, and I use. I'm wearing a couple bracelets right now. Um, but always remember the biggest factor of all of this is inside is yourself. Um, and then that individual you guys mentioned, I don't. I need to like look up an image or something because I'm not sure I know who we're talking about because I don't know that I've heard him on any shows. I'll post it in the chat here. In a okay. Bit. Let me, uh, yeah, let me open that up because maybe I'll know him by. Are you sense. talking about Collier? Oh, no, not Alex Collier, the um, the individual that, that passed. Oh. Oh, Buttar, Rashid Buttar. There we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll post it. Okay. Yeah, because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, and I'm getting like the ringing in my ears and the tones and stuff saying, you know, pay attention to me, basically. Um, not me, but I should pay attention to that. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's something I need to hear there. So that's why I'm bringing it back up. Um, yeah, I'd appreciate a, a link to that. Well, my feeling is that if he passed the way he did, that they needed, he needed to be on the other side. Uh, he, you know, because he was so critical, but, but, you know, you get to a point where you've given what you need to the people that are here, but you can be more influential energetically on the other side. So it may be that, um, you, you know, he's trying to, to connect with you so that he can say something to us. Who knows? It's like Dave Carson. 
he's doing more, ten times more than what he did here. Yep. Yep. And one time I asked him, I said, Dave Corso died in, oh gosh, when was it, 19 or something. He's been communicating, especially with, through Dolly uh, Howard. And, but I mean, I, he, and there's so many people that are in contact with Dave. And um, one time we asked him, you know, well, what are you supposed to be doing? Because you're, you're on the other side now. He doesn't like to be called a dead man. Uh, it, you're on the other side. And he said, oh, you're supposed to make a decision of what you want to do next. And I decided not to make the decision. So I'm here helping you guys. You know, and, uh, you know, Butar may just be in that situation where he's, anybody that is listening to me, he's much more powerful. You don't need an internet to hear his messaging. You know, then that's, that's, if you can't imagine it, you can't see it. But these people that have already on the other side, uh, some of them I followed for so long and, you know, they're, they're on the other side now. But they're still there. They're still engaged in what's happening here. And they have profound information that they knew in the 3D, never mind what they can access now. So if you're actually thinking about him or you're thinking about somebody else that's on the other side, uh, just let yourself, you know, be open to any messaging that that they can pass on. Because the more the, the, the more of us that get to a point where we understand the true nature of cosmic reality and the true nature of personal reality, that every single thought you have influences everything it's just it's just the way it works so if you will open yourself up and allow what they know to just guide you and it's not like you're you're leaving your guides behind the spirits that got you to this point it's an opportunity to have access to information that is relative to the now so you know it, my interactions with you know Dave through these years, he is every, very very often I'll hear his voice in my head about something, and um, it's just like that's what it is. So open yourself up, let their mission continue, because the more of us that get on the other side and the mission's continuing and being much more effective than anybody on the dark side thought, they know that danger. They know that that's a danger. A lot of people don't put somebody down because they're afraid of what they'll be on the other side. They try to control them and corral them in this reality versus take them out. So, um, yeah, give them the opportunity um, to... Someone's getting someone's punished getting... for uh, taking out Mubadhar <laughs> because they're, they're actually realizing what you just said. Uh oh 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 this guy is is back on the other side uh oh i didn't think they thought that it would make such a wave because like i say my first introduction to him was on fox early early in the game he was considered an expert and at the time he wasn't controversial per se 
And I think I saw him three times before he started to realize what it was and became more vocal and he was off of Fox. I never saw him again. I've seen him, you know, on other shows and stuff, but I never I never took the time to listen to him because when I was listening to him, he was just, a, you know, a mouthpiece for the for what was happening. But he sure changed. So. Derek, Melissa, what you got? Jalissa, I called her Melissa. Who's uh, Melissa? Hi, uh, hi, Melissa, wherever you are. That's okay, I'm used yeah. to it. You know, I receptioned at a doctor's office for many years, and I just got used to, like, a lot of people didn't know, or couldn't maybe couldn't hear how to say my name, so I was called Phyllis a lot, too. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Jalissa, but I just went with it. Phyllis. Phyllis, yeah. <laughs> I guess a common receptionist name. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. I think you guys were uh, chatting a little bit about, you know, pharmaceuticals and um, yeah, I'm really familiar with like the pharmaceutical reps and I was working at a time when the commercials for medications had just like started to get really big and I was like, oh my gosh, this just seems so wrong because then I'd see um, patients start coming in asking if they needed to be on this medication. I was like, wait, what? Because of this commercial told them that this medication might be right for them. It was just like, wow, like it was pretty amazing, like how much of an effect that had on like the general population. And I got to see that uh, like firsthand, like what? What's happening? And then the uh, pharmaceutical reps that would come into the office, they're always, you know, bringing us gifts and meals and, you know, keep track of like which medications, um, which ones were given away most often because we get like free samples um, for the doctors to like try on their patients. And then, you know, once the, they passed a certain study, then they'd get be able to get the prescription for it. And then eventually it'd probably become like an OTC over the counter medication that you could buy yourself. So it's just crazy to see like how how that works and how quickly too. Yeah, I see on commercials every every darn day. Yeah, every day. Yeah. But doesn't doesn't it remind you of that episode of The Simpsons where uh, uh, he was uh, taking the the medications that the, the neighbor was throwing in the garbage, and his wife's telling you, "What you crazy? What are you taking these things?" Well, honey, I don't know. Maybe I need. And he's looking at the thing, estrogen. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, funny. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> Not good. But. I don't know if you had anything else, Nancy. Oh, did you just listen before I cut you off? No, I just think that that's so interesting. And just to be able to look back and be like, yeah, that's crazy how that works and so quickly and what it can do to all of us. Another programming. <clears throat> but I mean, some people like medications can really help them and then hopefully they can you know move beyond it and you know stop taking the medication usually it doesn't work that way though yeah so that medication any medication out there can be duplicated by natural remedies yes you know it's 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 just a, such a scam um okay mark do you have something else or does anybody have something else I mean, we got the holiday weekend coming up next weekend. So any um, events coming up on anybody's side or our recommendations as far as 
I mean, you got picnics, barbecues coming up. So, uh, uh, Shanghai, you know, S4 coasters in the store. What's uh, recommendations there? Oh, for our outside use. Oh, outside. Uh, or just like for the summer and season coming up. And well, Shanghai skin bombs. Or Shanghai. Oh, yeah, that's really great, especially for like the well, mosquitoes are coming out over here. I don't know. Um, probably in Florida, it's always a thing. <laughs> but here, yeah, we're getting into mosquito season. And so um, the skin balm or skin cream is really great to help uh, soothe the itch and calm the swelling down as well. Um, Actually, a little bit of honey. It doesn't have to be Shanghai honey, but honey is good to put on that as well, organic honey. Um, when you get bites and or any injuries. So, uh, Derek, to that point, so you have uh, stratified versions of honey. Um, I wonder if you can detail us that. And would an S4 um, magnet do anything for uh, barbecue pit, these barbecue thingies in the metal boxes? What, what could it do for, for, you know, the food, let alone the energy of, of, of that whole thing? I'd actually put shungite nuggets in the barbecue. So down there in the coals, even if you don't use real coal, even if it's propane, doesn't matter what type, um, just nuggets. They're not going to go away or anything. I'm not going to explode. And I've heated them up in torches. I've done all kinds of things to shungite and hit them with lasers. And um, so that's what I would use rather than a magnet in that case. The Russians use uh, shungite to coat the inside of boilers. Oh, oh. weird, huh? So, so it's perfectly all right in open fire. Except the fake sang Shanghai that pops like a uh, like yeah. popcorn, the rackerite <laughs> stuff or whatever it is, the Colombian rainbow elite. Yes. <laughs> yeah, don't put that. In. Don't put any elite in fire, by the way. And so I'm glad you guys said that. No elite. So I'm talking about real Shanghai now, of course, or the the fake junk. Um, none of the elite or noble should go in in a fire. Um, that's it's just it breaks apart. It can do all kinds of things. So if you do that, use regular what do they call it type two, I guess. Um, Shanghai. Yeah, but what a great idea. So thanks, Mark, for even um, coming up with that and like what we can do. Mm -hmm. so, so what would what would the Shanghai rocks do? In, 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 so you got the charcoal there that people throw into the, you know, to, to get the fire going. So you put Shanghai rocks in there. What would the rocks do? Always when, when anytime we're talking about the ingredient, let's call it that, of Shanghai, it's affecting more often than not, the, the metaphysical, the energy levels of something. So, um, but our 10, our 3D thoughts usually go to, well, what's it doing to the coals? And then what's it doing that? It's holding an energy environment. So let's say you have some chemically, well, often they are treated charcoal. And it's not even coal usually. It's other stuff or a blend. Um, there's often chemicals, all kinds of um, fire uh, boosters in there. There's another word for that. But um, so what I would say is, I would put in there because if you're going to have to use one of those things or propane fuel, no matter what, you're having an effect on the energy aspect. So you kind of never go wrong with shungite in the mix. So if there's a, I don't know, I'll just have to say a, an energy or a form in, in the toxins that are coming out, it's going to help break that up. That's why they put shungite, of course, in fields and different things. It's not gathering it like a piece of charcoal with a bunch of the pores. It's not, it doesn't work that way. It works on the energy. So it breaks apart energy bonds that are out of alignment for us so if there's and again i'm just going to call it an energy bond um that is in that environment and they they can they can get made from chemicals and toxins all sorts of things um and really when you zoom back in it's just a frequency so it, it disrupts the harmful frequencies 
So I would just say, no matter what you added in there, it's a hard thing to talk about because, you know, you can't say it's, well, it's affecting the shape of this, that, and the other because we have to use the word energies. Um, What I I recommend is that you put a magnet on the propane tank. You can do that too. I was just thinking when visualizing inside of it when Mark was mentioning a barbecue. um, Right, right. Something like that. Great clearing of energy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when you put it on the propane tank, the propane is going to last a lot longer because it's pure the toxins in the propane is get taken out by the magnet now you can put a sticker but you might want to put um uh packing tape over it because you know most people don't it's out in the open in the you know in the weather type of thing um no but the idea of putting it in the in in the fire you know it's like here's that's a good idea. What I was to say, Nancy, was you can. We have Shungai. I don't know if we have them for sale or not. We should probably get some online tiles, and or bricks. And we don't have the bricks for sale because those are real limited. Um, but they can be gotten. You can. I used to do this when I was a kid with my brother. Um, heat up rocks, so stone, big rocks, or Shungai tile, and you can cook on that. That's that's a thing we used to do. So we don't use a river rock. So a little add-on here because um, there's. Often pockets or the porous or water's gotten inside of some of these minerals that we're calling rocks along the river, and people take those to fires and build fire pits and they'll explode. So that's a thing. And it's the same thing in this case. So don't, but yeah, you can, if you can find a rock that's not, you know, right out of the river, you can heat those things up. And we used to literally cook on them. You put them in your oven or in a fire pit and pull them out, and it stays hot for hours. And I'm sure there's a name for that, that it happens somewhere or other, but. That's an idea as well as using the Shanghai tiles. Okay, here's a here's a new product. Then you get you get a slab of Shanghai and you put some kind of a handle on it so that you can put it in an oven and then take it out. Well, you can put it on a cookie Stone. sheet or something like that. Yeah, you can do lots of things. I'm just saying people get creative. I like that. Yes, I like that. Yeah, he used to, my brother would be, uh, he was into seafood and all that, so he'd get shrimp and I don't know what the heck, all he'd get, we'd get vegetables and literally you'd throw it on the rock. You all sit around and just have a whole little, little hippie rock party and cook your food on the hot rock and stay there for hours. And it was, I don't even know how we learned it, probably saw it somewhere. Um, yeah, I've got, I got, I use inductive cooking and, uh, oh yeah, that is, um, yeah, I might say to you, find me a, 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 a slab of it. Actually, do I have any? No, I don't have any slabs like that size. I'll give it a try. Because I, Go I got one of those things that um, you can use instead of a pan. It's like a plate. And you can put a regular pan on it. <clears throat> so I'm sure it would heat up that tile, too. Yeah. And then Mark asked about the honey, too. We do... Um, Oh, geez, we keep, I'm trying to think of the exact name, but we do have the new honey. Here, I can remind you. Yeah, why don't you? Well, we have, I think it's four. So we have the Shungite honey, the original, and then we have the Scalar honey that does not contain any Shungite powder. And then we have the Silver Shungite Scalar honey, which has the Shungite powder. And And put in the Scalar. Yes. And then the new, um, oh, I I know, I was telling you, yeah, what do we call it? Cosmic Silver uh scalar honey with shungite water beads so long story short a jar we only sell the large jars of honey now um of or it's, it's all organic honey starting point um so and then in this case we add a, a set of the shungite water beads 
There are three shungite beads, 10 millimeter beads wound together by pure silver that of course used for water, but those are dropped into the hexagon glass jar of organic honey. And then we put that, and that one does go in the scaler, correct? Yeah. Or not? Yeah. Okay. Um, again, we got so many versions. It's like trying to remember everything on the, on the menu. Um, and then that's there. So now, long story short, then it's not a dark honey. You don't see black powder. It's not black. It has the Shungite energy and frequency field, and it's been put through scalar to hold that energy form a little more stable, I guess. Nancy and I, you, you and I talked about that the other day. Um, I don't remember how we actually concluded on the wording, but that is the new version that you were, you were talking about, Mark, um, where you get to yank the beads out when you're done. So you got the Shungite honey, and when you're done, yep, take the water beads out, and you have them for life. Um, and those can be used as a pendulum, just a little, you know, add on there. So you can put a little, uh, little jump ring on there. I'm talking about the water beads and put it on a string or a chain and take it with you. And what I'm trying to find, so if anybody has suggestions, I need, it's, I don't know what's called, a little alligator clip connector to put on a silver chain. So long, basically you can have your Shungite water beads as a pendant, take them off, use them at a restaurant, at your friend's house, wherever you want, and or a pendulum. But I don't want to force a jump ring on there if you if that makes sense so but i'm trying to, i want it pure silver so that was my only issue so if somebody's figured out a way to do that themselves um you know just a just an idea i don't know if we had something else you wanted to um any events what's our next fair is our next like that? fair is saturday june 3rd here at mystical wares and then that sunday june 4th we have another uh sound uh sound bath so that'll be nice yeah and, so and we are a little update on the for those that are watching us on facebook we're we're working on today gonna we're printing uh, our own vinyl graphics and things like that for the mystical wares bus so we're doing that some more today we'll get updated photos on facebook group um probably later later today nancy i don't know if, oh i sent you the image i think we had the green man the big air guy that has a big fan in him and kind of dances in the air we call him green man because ours is green um but we stuck him through the emergency hatch of the uh, bus yesterday and it works pretty well so he dances i don't know he's 20 something foot tall so he's in the back window the middle no, back he's window. in the inside i had to have so i got again for new listeners maybe we got a medium-sized school bus we've i painted it myself the last couple of days um and now we're ra we're not wrapping it vinyl doing it and then there's the emergency hatches on top so think the escape hatches in a school bus um if it you know goes in the water or something so i recently had, I had those replaced because they were just old and now i've got some that opened up like a jack-in-the-box type top on top of the bus and i hit the old air vent and uh, the green guy, again, 20-something feet tall, starts dancing and waving outside of the hatch, the top of the school bus. So that's just something we're doing. We've got a bunch of aliens out there now in the um, driver's seat and stuff because the bus is parked in front of Mystical Wares. So I grabbed some of our props. We've shared those online before. We have some just ETs, like four-foot-tall green guys and other colors um, sitting in there now as um, riders. I had a Sasquatch in there yesterday. Uh, I watched. I said, "Yeah, real Sasquatch." Well, uh, a mannequin with a Sasquatch suit, and then I was trucking around the store. We put some of these photos on online as well for those that want to go to Facebook. Um, I have a Sasquatch mask and hands and some big feet. I put on and did some photo shots around the scores. Okay, the other day you were sitting in the pyramid and taking snapshots of the store around you, you know. And I got to tell you, people, it's very mystical. 
Now, my question to you is, we have the live radio, and there's a lot of people out there that might be thinking about the summer coming up and taking some kind of a trip. You, you would be a destination for me, and maybe for others that are listening. But what, it, where, what do you have around you that would entice somebody to make the trip to, to Mystical Wares? Because it's not just Mystical Wares, it's a lot of other things in the Washington area. Can you just kind of like do a little tour guide, try to sell your, take a vacation up here, you know, type of thing? Did yeah, we well, have that special location that was that was uh, an abandoned uh, nuclear site. Remember, we were going to send you the the Shanghai turtle for that for that location. Whatever happened to that? Well, that doesn't sound like a great tourist destination. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're, uh, you're talking about on the Columbia River kind of thing, and that's not near us. That's on the eastern Washington. We're in we're on oh. the coast and western. Um, so what we have here. And we're going to expand this again. We're this mystical wears bus is evolving literally by the day, um, and we're going to get set up. And the tours will start again, just modified to where we go out. So, in answer to Nancy's question, then there's the Northern State Hospital. You can still go there and visit that. And where our tour is going to go is the farm area. Um, I won't get too much into that now, but I mean, every I mean, Seattle's an hour away, and then if you're into the the woods and all that, I mean, throw a rock, you're going to hit a uh, river or lake or the Puget Sound. Um, so there's lots to do up here as far as that goes. Jalissa now, as far as other. Yeah. So, so um, let me let me uh, let me ask you this: Do they have hotels or places that people can go? I mean, that you you got the. I mean, is it a tourist area? Oh yes, we have a lot of great things here. So a lot of camping. Um, there's whitewater rafting. But we do also have like whale watching here um, nearby. So there's so much here um, in the Pacific Northwest. Are you, are you far away from the Macaw Indian Reservation? That's on the coast, I believe. Macaw. We're, I mean, sure. there's probably two dozen Indian reservations right oh, now. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's, yeah, everywhere up here. Um, and there's lots to do there. There's lots of, um, you know, different cultures of course but cultural things to do um events we we're going to set up drum you can call them different things but drum circle sound baths where we take advantage of the bus and go out to the woods and find that little nook and grassy area and do these things out there um and then we've got sky watching apps some people have telescopes and things so we can go out there at night and go on a whole um you know ufo sky watching tour we'll, we'll play with the wording of it all um but even Within drive, because we're gonna, we've already got this plan loosely, is a um, take a group down to Mount Shasta with the bus and go out there because there's a lot of stuff that happens in the sky in that area and around the mountain. Um, so that's within range of this area. So there's lots in the northwest to do. Again, the whole a lot of it's and Sasquatch. Geez, there's even I found out the other day somebody came in and said, "Did you know somebody? I don't know. You guys can Google it. In Seattle, it takes you out on Sasquatch tours and they take you out to." Actually, Nancy, in Darrington, they said. I'm like, yeah, I'm a little familiar with Darrington. Um, for those who don't know, I lived there for several years, and it's, it's relatively close by still. But that's where, I don't know, I got to look it up myself. Somebody somewhere nearby does. But we're going to do that ourselves. Maybe um, it's Todd Standing, that fellow? Or? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Um, we also saw another haunted tour up in Bellingham, which is, I don't know, half an hour from us here, north from Miss Gore's store. Where they go to a couple and we're, we're going to do our own 
similar type things, but at different locations. So I'm remember, I'm there's no competition. Rob will get me 50 more rock and crystal shops. That's great because more people will get into it and learn about it. So that's why I don't mind talking about all these things. There is lots to do. Um, I don't remember the name of the tour, but you know, look at events in uh, Skagit County. Uh, that's where we were located, which is S K A G I T. Uh, and Miss Gores is a destination, like Nancy was saying, because gosh, the stuff in here that 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 changes all the time it's hard to keep up with um well to be honest i think you should add the the name museum because you've got specimens in there i hey i was in the business for a long time and get you know had had i had a direct connection to brazil some where some of the most amazing crystals were coming out buying and selling them and i could tell you that i've seen stuff in your store that i have never seen anyplace else oh yeah we got some crazy stuff and large things i mean i yeah to, i had people in here yesterday coming around just taking photos well that's every day but specifically talking about the large stuff um from 300 pound rose quartz spheres and towers to i mean what i like is the multiple pyramids in here we're going to be modifying those um some of them in different with just different understandings we'll just say so different cubits um but then all the photo props that are in here as well as for selfies the, from smoke breathing dragon head with light shooting out of his mouth and sat, look around you're going to see a dozen sasquatch um and wood carvings that nancy you saw a lot of those those are going to turn into decor for mystical wares as as that stuff tends to do just to add to the feel and energy and we have um that artist marcus um i don't have his name let me find it um is going to be doing some more custom wood carvings for us and that's marcus jan sin so J-A-N-S-S-E-N. Um, but yeah, so and I mentioned that. So if you look at any of our videos or images in Mystical Wares, you can see wooden Sasquatch heads or seven foot tall ones or hands everywhere. Um, much of that is is from Marcus. He's pretty phenomenal. So I don't know if I got much else. Uh, Jillis had to step out, just take care of something in the store. Um, the, Mark, did you have anything left you wanted to ask or bring up before we get to the end of the show? Um, maybe just that additional activity after uh, personal interest um, after the holiday weekend. So the Matrix Energetics uh, YouTube page, they're having a free webinar Wednesday and Thursday. They're like uh, each three hours long from like 9 a.m., 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So um, they're one of the mental technologies I, I like that come from the heart and then project out. And, and play with the um, holographic universe, very much like Doctor Strange. So uh, some free tools out there for everybody. I'll post a link in chat, but just go to Matrix Energetics on, on YouTube and he explains that. So um, otherwise, oh, uh, you were talking about somebody last week, Derek, um, Mary, uh, I don't know the last name, Beckman or something like that, um, who uh, uh, you've done shows with and, um, was want, maybe wanting to have her on the Shungite show. Uh, what were her experiences with, with Shungite? Oh, sure, yeah, and that was Mary Beckman, M-A-R-I-B-E-C-K-M-A-N, and um, and she's all over um, online, and she's an author as well, so you can find her on Facebook. Um, yeah, she came up for, um, her and I kind of teamed up for another one of our um, group or, you know, team classes, open questions, things like that. So we kind of went all over the place. That's why it's kind of hard for me to hone in on it. But she, um, her experience with Shungai, I mean, she's a huge, in fact, that was, I think last week, she uh, gifted her a, uh, a Shungai pendulum. 
So we have Shanghai pendulums that are, I don't know, 16, 10, or 12, uh, three size Shanghai beads. I'm saying the millimeter size bead there, um, kind of tied together with a Shanghai bead on top and a silver chain in the middle. I'm not describing that very well, but between the silver and the Shanghai, of course, as we all know, starting way back when with S4 and Walt, that magic combo there of, of energy tools works extremely well in pendulums. Um, so, and she's huge on pendulums, um, which they're fantastic tool. And I'm saying that's a waltz, of course. Um, so that combo of Shungite and silver pendulum is what she uses now. And it was just really, really responsive. In fact, I put one right here on my desk and hold it in my hand that you can't see. And it's the same for me. I, I can just look away kind of thing. And then I'll say, you know, usually I'll do a demo and I'll say stop or yes, you know, I'll say something and it instant and everybody can do this instantaneously stops or changes or does its performance just so you can see that it's energy and you know i'll get some of those people are hyper staring at my hand to see if it's moving this out of the other and i'll tell you just a little add onto that um that's part of the process it's your energy i'm not saying uh, try and move your hand but you can either be stone cold sober not move at all and it's going to work or just don't focus on it let it go and then you're not driving it anyway so either way you don't need to get stuck in your head in the process um, but it does work well was my bigger point there. And she does use that now. So that's, that's one add on. Um, and then Shanghai, of course, she's a fan of Shanghai water beads. We're talking about, um, uh, the pendulum that you, oh. that you make the, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know what size beads. I messed up on that. So can you tell uh, me? It's a 12 millimeter bead, 10 millimeter bead and an eight millimeter bead. So. Yeah. I don't even have a word for that shape, but they're kind of stacked on top of each other. So you have the three on the bottom. Uh, and then a, a small one on the very top there, maybe a, I don't know, six or eight on the very top. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, they're asking about uh, Mary Beckman and, and Shungite. And, yeah. So, uh, Nancy, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to. Well, we're really running out of show here down yeah. to the last two minutes. So why don't you uh, give them a parting message here? Yeah, and actually I'll mention so that's everybody, um, not just in-person stuff, but we do have, so for online purchases, there's the save 10 coupon code that's been around for years now. Um, Nancy started that way back when, and we're continuing it. So if you do any online orders, you get save 10% on your entire order. Um, and then if it's over $100, you get a free bag of fine Shungai powder. It's 35 grams, so it's, and that's quite a bit. You can do a lot with that as well. Um, I want to mention also for those local listeners, there's that bus I mentioned um, if you mention that and you come in, there's um, you receive a free because I put a, a QR code on the back. We printed out. It says scan me for free gift. Well, your free gift is a, a ten dollar polished rock necklace um, that they can come in and get as well. So I want to mention that because some people are going to start noticing that as I drive the bus around. And that's what's going on there. Um, and so thank you, everybody, for being here. I, I appreciate it. Good time. Yeah, thank and you, everyone. I'm really excited for the, the bus to get out more so that we can do some more free giveaways and have fun with it. Thank you. Oh, Derek, yeah. when was the Chrononaut um, um, your podcast? When was that playing? Where? Yeah, that's Mondays, um, <clears throat> 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, and it's at chrononautchronicles.com and chrononaut with a K. Um, uh, and the archives are on there as well. Okay, so Mark, you want to say goodbye? Yeah, thanks, everybody. Fun show. Have a good holiday weekend coming up. Radio 5G tomorrow. And Walter. 
Oh, thank you for having me here. It, it was great. Uh, have, uh, have fun, everyone. Was, I just find out that people are having a, some kind of celebratory weekend. So have fun, everyone. Take care. Coming up. Be safe, everybody. We um, will have a live show, Cosmic Reality, tonight, 7 to 8, I mean, 6 to 8 on Eastern Time. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.